So I want to today, um, <laughs> thank you. So I want to today uh, do a final read through, straight through of the Gospel of Truth or the Valentinian Meditation on the Gospel. And I'll send the link. We're going to go through the Kendrick Grobel translation, which we have been deconstructing commenting on we meaning all of us not not we the official the, the royal we but we together uh, and read it straight through <clears throat> and and hopefully not cough too much um, because it's pretty intense and I'm going to go through the whole thing without really stopping and commenting as <laughs> the last uh, dozen talks have commented on the sections uh, just for anybody who wants to get a feel of the whole uh, doctrine or the whole, let's say, mm, sutra, the Valentinian Gnostic Sutra, which could be called a meditation on the gospel, um, that is um, the life of uh, Yeshua and um, uh, his uh, offering to humanity and earth um, as a portion of cosmic plan supporting soul evolution of humanity. Uh, deeply esoteric. And, uh, as we know, um, heavily uh, censored in um, the, the succeeding centuries, starting mainly with the Council of Nicaea in the 4th century, and all sorts of controversies and um, changes in the New Testament and um, the evolution of uh, the Roman Church <clears throat> and um, becoming the Vatican and then splitting um, how much was lost and so this is um, a, you know the Valentinian Gnostic teaching shows us uh, a unified esoteric Christianity before the before uh, its capture by officialdom or political powers that wish to make use of it as a tool to control and gain further power. So let me go. We're going to start with um, Val it's Grobel, page 32. This is, again, Kendrick Grobel translation of the Gospel of Truth, or otherwise called Valentinian Meditation on the Gospel. And I'm just going to read it right through, and we'll see how long it takes, uh, and hopefully... Uh, we can get a good feeling for the for the flow from start to finish and don't get hung up on convoluted sentences and language languaging uh, and terms because it just keeps coming it's a long sutra and um, surely shows the mind of um, uh, esoteric um, Gnostics meaning knowers of truth, uh, from a Christian uh, perspective 2,000 years ago, and it's different than our mind, but um, useful. And um, let me go through it, and then uh, I'll explain where we're going to go next. So, Global page 32, Valentinian Meditation on the Gospel. The Gospel of Truth is a joy for them who have received the boon through the Father of Truth, of knowing it by virtue of the Word, or Logos, who came from the Pleroma, 
the Word who is in the thought and mind of the Father, the Word who is called the Soter, the Savior, that being the name, or Soteria, of the work he is to do for the redemption of those who were agnostic of the Father, when the name dot dot dot. The Gospel is the manifestation of the hoped for, the treasure trove of those who seek it. For indeed, the totality of creatures have been searching after that or him from which they emerged. <clears throat> and all along the totality were within him, the unthinkably incomprehensible one, this is Heavenly Father, who is choicer than any thought, whilst this not knowing the Father became an anguish and a terror, and the anguish condensed like a fog so that none could see. The next section, the plot of Plane. Plane means wandering or delusional lost. The plot of Plane. Because of this, Plane took confidence. She set to work upon her substance in a void in her ignorance of the truth. She, Plane you can also substitute for Demiurge. She was at work upon a molded figure, preparing as best she could with beauty the substitute for the truth. But this did not mean a defeat for him, the, in, uh, the father, the unthinkably incomprehensible one. For they were not this anguish and this forgetting and this deceitful figure, whereas the abiding truth is unchangeable, unperturbed, unembellishable. Therefore look with scorn upon Plane. She was so rootless that she was in a fog concerning the Father, occupied with preparing labors and forgettings and terrors, so that by means of them she might entice those of the middle, which is the, the uh, psychicoi, and take them captive. Plane's forgetting was not a divine manifestation. It did not constitute a something something dot 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 with the Father. The forgetting did not arise under the hand of the Father, though it did arise because of him, but what arises in him is Gnosis, which made its appearance in order that forgetting might be destroyed and the Father be known. Since forgetting arose because the Father was not known, then from the moment on when the Father becomes known, forgetting will not be. This is the gospel of that which, or him whom they are seeking, it has revealed him to the initiate through the mercies of the Father as the secret mystery, Jesus the Christ, through whom it has illumined those who by reason of forgetting were in the darkness, it illumined them, it gave them a way, and the way is the truth which it showed them. Because of this, Plane was enraged at it, she persecuted it, she was endangered by it, and brought to naught. He, this is Yeshua, he was nailed to a tree, he became a fruit of Father Gnosis, but it has not destroyed any because they ate it, the fruit, but granted those who ate it to become a rejoicing over his finding, that he, this he may be the father, that he found them in him, and that they found him in them, 
the those who ate the fruit. This unthinkably incomprehensible one, the Father, the perfect one, him who created the totality, in whom the totality is, and whom the totality lacks, for he withheld within himself their completeness, which he had not given the totality. The next section, the withheld completeness. <clears throat> he, meaning the Father, he did not begrudge it them, the Father, for what grudging is there which could be between him and his members? For if the way of this aeon had dot dot dot, they would not have been able to come to the Father, who withholds within himself their completeness, who gives it to them as a return to himself and as a gnosis, a gnosis characterized by perfection. He, Father, he who made the totality, which could be also called pleroma, and in whom totality is, and in whom the totality lacked, it is like a situation of a person with whom there are some who are unacquainted. That person is wont to desire that they know him, and thus love him. For what was it that the totality lacked but gnosis of the Father? The next section is the teacher of the book. He and this may be Yeshua, he became a quiet and leisurely guide. In a school he appeared. He spoke the word in the capacity of a teacher. There came forth those who, in their own hearts, were wise, testing him. But he put them to shame because they were empty. They hated him, those who hated Yeshua. They hated him because they were not truly wise men. After all these there came forth also little children, those to whom applies, theirs is the gnosis of the Father. When they became strong, they had been taught about the face forms of the Father. They knew, they were known, they were glorified, they glorified. This living book of the living had been revealed in their heart, the book that is written in the thought and mind of the Father, and which since the foundation of the totality is within his incomprehensibility. This book, New Testament, this book which none could take, because that remained for him who was to take it and be slain. None could have been revealed of those who believed in salvation if had not appeared that book or testament, or life of Yeshua. <clears throat> the next section, Jesus suffers for the book. This is why the merciful one, the faithful one, Yeshua, was patient to endure the sufferings until he took that book, for he knows that this death of his means life for many. As in the case of a not yet opened testament, the estate of the dead master of the house remains concealed. So also was the case of the totality, which was concealed while the father of the totality was invisible, being a unit within himself, out of whom all the mayat, creatures or life, are wont to go forth. This is why Jesus appeared. He opened that book. He was nailed to a tree. He fastened the testamentary disposition from the father to the cross. Oh, such magnanimity! That such that he draws himself downward to death while eternal life enclothes him. Having divested himself of these perishing rags, 
he clothed himself with the imperishability which none has power to take from him. Having gone into the empty Mayat, or realm of the terrors, he passed through those who, through forgetting, were naked, becoming a gnosis and a completion, as he, compl as he proclaims what is in the heart of the Father, dot, 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 to teach them who accept instruction. The next section, the book grants completion. But those who are to accept instruction, viz. the living, the living ones who are inscribed in this book of the living, are taught apart, alone, receiving themselves from the Father. They turn to him, the Father, again. Since the totality's completion is in the Father, it is necessary for the totality to go upward to him. When one knows, then one is wont to receive those things that are his own, and is wont to draw them to himself. For he who is an agnostic, and not gnostic, lacks. And it is a great thing that he lacks, for he lacks that which would complete him. Since the totality's completion is in the Father, and since it is necessary for the totality to go upward to him, the Father, and for each person to receive the things that are his own, he pre-inscribed them, having prepared for this those who, are, those who came forth out of him. Those whose name he foreknew at the end were called, just as each one who has gnosis, it is he whose name the Father has pronounced. The next section, Meditation I on the Name. For he whose name has not been spoken is an agnostic, not gnostic. For how should one hearken if his name has not been uttered? For he who is an agnostic to the end is a figure molded by, and we go to the next page, molded by forgetting, and will perish along with her. Otherwise, why is there no name for these wretches, <clears throat> no voice for them? Consequently, if one is a Gnostic, he is from above. If he is called, he is wont to heed, to respond, and to turn to him who calls him, and go upward to him. And he is wont to understand how he is called. Being a Gnostic, he is wont to do the will of him who called him, Father. Is wont to wish to please him, is wont to receive rest. Each one's name is wont to become his own. He who thus shall know is wont to understand whence he came and whither he goes. Next section, similitude of drunkenness. He, the Gnostic, he is wont to understand as one who, having been drunk, has returned from his drunkenness, having returned to, to be himself or alone. He has set on their feet the things that are his own. He has caused many to turn back from Plane. He has gone on before them to their places out of which they had proceeded when they received had received Plane on account of the depth of him who encompasses all Mayat, while there is none which encompasses him, the Father. So we've mixed the seeker or the Gnostic with the Father here. This was a great wonder that they were in the Father, not knowing him, and yet were able by themselves to get out. 
since they could not grasp and know him in whom they were, if his will had not thus come forth from him. For he, uh, <clears throat> and this is not the Father, for he did reveal it for the benefit of a gnosis having all her fifth agreeing with herself, this is fragmented, meaning of a Plane's mistake, his being the gnosis, or this is now Yeshua, his being the gnosis of that living book which he revealed to the aeons at the dot 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 of him was revealed dot 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 fragmentary next section him on the perfect book for these are not letters or of voices or vowels nor characters lacking a sound consonants so that one might read them and think of vanity or emptiness but they are characters this is the book of life they are characters belonging to truth. They are spoken, read aloud, only as they are known, every single character being perfectly true in the manner of a perfect book, for they are characters written by the unity, the Father having written them for the aeons, in order that by means of these characters of it they might know the Father. The wisdom gained from it ponders the Logos, instruction proceeding from it utters it the gnosis flowing from it stands revealed the restraint of it is a crown upon it joy over it uniting therewith the glory of it he exalted the form of it he revealed meaning uh, the book contentment with it he has taken to himself the father the love for it has become a body upon it. The faith arising from it has laid hold of him. Thus the word of the Father passes through the totality, being the fruit of his heart and a face form of his will. Yet he supports the totality of creatures. He chooses them. He takes on, moreover, the face form of the totality, purifying them, causing them to return within the Father, within the mother, Jesus of infinite sweetness. The next section, Revelation. The Father unbosoms himself. Now his bosom is the Holy Spirit. He reveals his secret. His secret is the Son. In order that the aeons, by the mercies of the Father, may know him, and cease toiling at searching for the Father, resting there in him, the Father, knowing that this is the rest, that he, the Father, having supplied the lack, has destroyed the schema, uh, or shape or form. Its schema is the world in which he had been a servant. It's like destroying the matrix. For the place where there is envy and quarreling is a lack, deficiency, but the place which is the reunion is completeness. For the lack arose because the Father was not known, but when the Father is known, then the lack will not exist from that moment. The next section, Similitude of Ignorance and Darkness. As in the case of anyone's ignorance, when one comes to know, then one's ignorance is wont to melt away of itself. As in the case of darkness, it is wont to melt away if the light appears. Just so in the case of the lack, the cosmic lack. It is wont to melt away in the completion. 
Hence, the schema, or the molded figure of, of the world, the schema is not apparent from that moment, but will melt away in the harmony of the reunion. For now their works or affairs lie mutually equal at the moment when the reunion shall complete the mayat. In the reunion, each one shall receive himself again. In a gnosis, he will purify himself in many ways. In a reunion, as it eats up the matter within him like a flame, and the darkness with a light, the death with a life. If then these things have happened to each one of us, there is therefore that which beseems us, that we be mindful of it all, that the dwelling place may be holy and quiet for the reunion. Next section, Jars and Judgment. It is like people who move jars from places that were theirs to places that were not fit. They were wont to smash them, yet the master of the house was not wont to suffer loss, but there was wont to be rejoicing. For in place of these putrid jars there were those that were full, and likely to be kept to the end. For this is the judgment that came forth from heaven, having judged everyone, being a, being a drawn sword of two edges, cutting this way and that, when came into the midst the word who is in the heart of those who speak it, it was not a mere sound, but it became a soma, a great disturbance occurred within the jars, because some were emptied, others were filled, because some were supplied, others were overturned, some were purified, some also were divided into pieces. All the mayat, creatures of the creation, were moved and were troubled, for they had no position nor standing place. Plane was in agony, not perceiving what she should do. Being pained at heart, she beat herself. She slashed herself, because she understood nothing. Because of the fact that Gnosis, who is her annihilation, approached her, Plane, with all her something that is empty, having nothing within. In the midst came truth. All her that knew or recognized her, they greeted, embraced the Father in truth with a perfect power which unites them with the Father. For everyone who loves the truth, the truth means the mouth of the Father. His tongue means the Holy Spirit, which attaches him. Everyone who loves the truth to the truth attaches himself to the Father's mouth by means of his tongue as he receives the Holy Spirit, this Spirit being the revelation of the Father and the manifestation of himself to his aeons. He has revealed his secret. He has released it. For who is he that exists except by the Father alone? All the Mayat are gifts from him. They knew that they had come forth out of him like children from an adult man. They knew this, that they had not yet received form, nor had they, nor had not yet received name, things, form and name, which the Father is wont to engender one by one. Then when they receive form by his gnosis, being verily within him, they know it not. But the Father perfectly knows every mayat that is in him. If he wishes, whomsoever he wishes, he makes manifest, giving form to him and giving a name to him. And he is wont to give name to him and causes this 
that they become. They who have not yet become are agnostic of him who produced them. Illusory existence. But I am not saying this, that they are nothings, these who have not yet become, but that they are in him, the Father, who may will that they become, if he wills it, like a moment that is coming. While all things are not yet revealed, he knows what he is going to bring out, but the fruit which he has not yet revealed knows nothing, nor does anything either. Thus all mayat, which are also in the Father, are also, or are from him who is, who set himself, or set him on his feet, established him, from that which is not. For he who has no root also has no fruit. But thinking to himself, quote, I have come to be, I, dot, 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 he will perish of himself. Therefore he who was not at all also will not become. What is it then that he wishes, the father wishes that he, the person, think of himself? Quote, I have been like the shadows and fantasies of the night. Next section, the nightmare parable. At the dawning of the light upon the terror that the man had received, he is wont to understand that it was nothing. Thus were they agnostic, not gnostic, concerning the father. It being he, the father, whom they saw not, for he was a terror and a disturbance and an instability and a doubting and a division. There were many delusions by which they were bewitched and inane follies as if they had been put to sleep and had been found by troubling dreams. Either there is a place to which they are fleeing, or they are powerless as they run in pursuit after others, or they are in the midst of brawlings, or are themselves under blows, or they are falling from high places, or they are drawn upward by the air, not even having wings. Other times it, as is, it is as if some were killing them, though none were even pursuing them, or they themselves were killing their neighbors, for they were soiled with their blood, until the time when they are wont, when are wont to wake up, they are wont to go through all these things. They are not wont to see anything, these who were in the midst of all these troubles, for they were nothings. Like this way is the way of those who have cast a noses forth from themselves, like the sleep which they are not wont to consider anything, neither are they wont to consider its matters or works or events as real things, the dreams, but are wont to leave them behind, like a dream in the night, and to esteem the gnosis of the Father more than the light. Thus has everyone done sleeping, in the time when he was agnostic, and this is the manner of his straightening up, as if he awakened. A beatitude. Congratulations to the man who has returned to himself and awakened, and blessed is he who has opened the eyes of the blind. And the swift spirit followed him up after he had caused him to wake up. Having given hand to him who was stretched out on the ground, he set him on his feet, though he had not yet ever risen up. And he gave them means of understanding the gnosis of the Father and the revealing of his Son. For when they had seen him and heard him, 
he permitted them to taste him and smell him and lay hold of the beloved son. Having been revealed, he teaches them concerning the father, the incomprehensible, having breathed into them that which is in the thought, thereby doing his will. Many received the light, they turned to him, for they who were highly, meaning a hylix, materialists, they were strangers, and did not see his form, and did not recognize him. For he came, this could also be Yeshua, he came forth in a flesh of such sort that nothing or none blocked his progress. For indestructibility is unseizability. Speaking furthermore, new things as he was, while speaking of that which is in the Father's heart, when he had brought forth the flawless word, and out of his mouth had spoken the light, and his voice had given birth to life, he gave them thought, and wisdom, and mercy, and salvation, and the spirit of power, from the infinitude of the Father, and from his kindness. He caused the torments and the scourging to cease, for it was such as had need of mercy, who were astray from his face, the Father's face, in error and chains, and with power he abolished them and defeated them by gnosis. He became a mayat, this again is Yeshua, I think, a mayat, for those who were straying, and a gnosis for those who were agnostic, a treasure trove for those who were seeking, and a stability for those who were staggering, undefilement for those who were defiled. Next, the shepherd of the sheep that strayed. He is the shepherd who left behind him the ninety-nine sheep which had not strayed. He went, he sought after that one which had strayed. He rejoiced when he found it, for the ninety-nine is a sum reckoned on the left hand which holds it. But at the time when the I shall be found, the entire sum is wont to change over to the right. As that which lacks the I, this means the whole right hand, which is wont to attract that which has been lacking, as that which lacks the eye takes it from the left side and transfers it to the right, so the sum makes 100, the sign of him who is in their hands language. This means the Father. Next, salvation on the Sabbath. Even on the Sabbath, for the sheep which he had found fallen into the pit, he worked. He saved the life of the sheep, having brought it up from the pit, that you may understand at heart, you are the children of heart understanding. What the Sabbath is, viz. that in which, which, that in which it is not fitting that salvation be idle, that you may speak of the day that is above, which has no night, and of the light which is not wont to set, for it is perfect. Say therefore at heart that you are that perfect day, and that in you dwells the light which is not wont to cease. Speak about the truth with those who seek her, and about gnosis with those who have sinned in their error. Strengthen the feet of those who have slipped, and stretch out your hand to those who are sick. Feed those who are hungry, and those who are weary, give them rest. Raise those who wish to rise. Wake those who sleep. 
For you are that understanding that rescues. If strength so acts, it is wont to become stronger still. Pay heed to yourselves. Do not pay heed to other things. The things which you have cast out of yourselves, which you have left behind. Do not buy them back to submit to them. Do not, or be not, moth-eaten, be not worm-eaten, for you have already cast it out. Be not to yourselves a place for the devil, for you have already brought him to naught. Strengthen not your stumbling blocks the trip. He is like an accusation, the devil, for he is nothing. He who does not sue has hurt him, the devil or negative, more than a verdict would. For that man is minding his own business. Like one who sues not is he, or rather, like a righteous one is he, he does his works for others. Do you therefore the will of the Father, for you are from him. For the Father is kind, and in his will is that which is good. Those who were yours. He had taken knowledge of those who were yours, Put yourselves at ease concerning them, for, quote, by their fruit are wont to be known they who are yours, meaning your community. For the sons of the Father are his aroma, and they are from the grace of his face. Therefore the Father loves his aroma and makes it manifest everywhere. And since it is mingled with matter, he is wont to give his aroma to the light, and its quietness he is wont to make superior to every sight, every sound. For it is not the ears that smell the aroma, but it is the breath which has the sense of smell, and is wont to bring it to him for him, and to submerge him in the aroma of the Father. So there is a place for him, uh, the seeker, and it takes him up to the place out of which he came forth, out of that first aroma, which is grown, let me go to the next page, which is grown cold. He was a being characterized by an, inam an, by an animate mold, being like cold water that has waned, being in a soil that is not thick, which they are wont to think, they who see it, that it is soil. Afterwards, it is wont to flow once more. If a breath draws it in, it is wont to be hot. So the aromas that are grown cold arise from separation. This is why God came. He abolished the separation and brought the pleroma, which is hot with love, in order that the coldness might be no more. But the reunion is due to the perfect thought. This is the logos of the gospel of the finding of those who stretch out towards the pleroma by the salvation which comes from above. Stretched out is the hope of those who stretch after it, those whose likeness is the light that has no shadow in it. If at that time the pleroma is wont to proceed, to come, then did not come, then did not come into being the lack which matter is by the infinitude of the Father? who comes at the time of the lack? Yet no one was able to say that he would come thus, the imperishable one, but he proceeded to come, 
the depth of the father and not at his instigation was the thought of Plane. A matter for falling down is this, a resting matter to be set up at the finding of him who came to him, who will cause him to return, for this return is called repentance. This is why imperishability breathed out and followed after him who had sinned, in order that he might give him rest. For forgiveness is to remain behind in the light within the lack in the word of the pleroma. For the physician is wont to hasten to the place where someone is sick, for this very will is that which in him, that which is in him. So what he lacks, he is not wont to hide, for he has the things that he lacks, as the pleroma does not lack, but the lack filled itself. He gave himself up of his own accord to fill up what he lacked, in order that he might again receive grace. Since the time that he lacked, he did not have grace. Therefore, there was a diminution which took place where grace was not. When was received that which had been diminished? He whom he had lacked revealed him to be a pleroma, which means the finding of the light of truth which dawned upon him, for it is unchangeable. That is why it was said about the Christ in their midst, quote, Seek and they shall receive a return, viz. they who were perplexed, and he will anoint them with the anointing. The next section is the anointing. The anointing is the mercy of the Father with which he will have mercy on them. And those whom he has anointed, they are complete. For it is the full jars that are wont to be anointed. But when the anointing of one jar shall be destroyed, it is wont to leak. And the reason why it shall lack content is the fact that its anointing shall depart from it. For at that time a breath is wont to draw it, a breath characterized by the power of that which is with it. But with him, Father, who is without lack, the seal of none is wont to be cast off before him, nor is any wont to leak. But what he lacks, he is wont to fill it up again for him. He, the Father, who is perfect. He is good. He knows his plantings, for it is he who planted them in his paradise. Now his paradise is his place of rest. This is completion by the thought of the Father, and these are the words of his meditation, the Logos. Each of his words is the product of his will, a will characterized by the revealing of his word. While they were still the depth of his thought, the Logos, who was the first to emerge, revealed both them and a mind which speaks the word, a word characterized by a silent grace. He was called thought because they were in it before they were revealed. So it came to pass that he was the first to come forth at the moment when it pleased the will of him, Father, who willed it. Now the will is that which consists, which, that which contents the Father and pleases him.
the will. Nothing is want to happen without him, Father, nor is anything want to happen without the Father's will. But his will is not predeterminable. His footprint, after him, the will is, and none shall learn of it, nor cause it to be spied out so that it might be grasped. But at the moment when he wills, what he wills, that, even if the sight please them, not at all, that is the will in the eyes of God. For the Father knows the beginning of them all and their end. For at their end he will ask them, what about themselves? But the true end is the taking gnosis concerning him who is hidden. Now this is the Father, him from whom the beginning went forth, him to whom all they shall return who came out of him and became manifest to the glory and joy of his name, Logos. Now the name of the Father is his Son. The name, section 2. He, in the beginning it was, who gave name to him who came out of him, that one being himself, and whom he begat as a son. He gave to him his name, which belonged to him. It is to him that all things arising from him belong i.e., to the Father. To him belongs the name, to him belongs the Son. The latter can be seen, but the name is invisible, for it alone is the mystery of the invisible one, which comes to ears that are all full of him through it. Indeed, the Father's name is not spoken, but is revealed by a Son. How great, then, is the name! But who was able to pronounce name for him, this great name, except him alone? Him to whom the name belongs. And the sons of the name, them in whom the name of the Father has rested. And likewise, they, they likewise have rested in his name. Since the Father is one who never had become, it is he alone who begat him for himself as a name, before him had created the aeons in order that upon their head should be the Father's name, in the capacity of Lord, viz. he who is the name. Indeed, which by his command stands firm with complete power. For the concept name does not belong to the class of words, nor his name to that of appellations, but is an invisible thing. He alone gave name to him, he alone seeing it, the name, he alone being able to give him name, he being the father. For he who does not, he who does not becomes, or become, has no name. For what name should be given to him who does not become? But he who becomes, becomes alone with his name. And he alone knows it, and it was to him alone that the father gave name. The Son is his name. Nor did he hide him in secret, but the Son became. He alone gave name. The name, then, is that of the Father, as the name of the Father is the Son. For where should compassion find name except with the Father? But after all, someone will say to his companion, Who is there that should give name to him who preceded him in being, as if the offspring were not wont to receive their name through those who bore them. First of all, then, 
What beseems us is to understand this matter. What the name is? That it is the name indeed. That he is therefore the name from the Father, for it is he who is the lordly name. That he therefore did not receive the name as alone as others did, according to the manner in which each one was produced, but he is the lordly name. There is no other to whom he gave it, but it was unnameable, unutterable, until the moment when he, Father, who is perfect, spoke it to him alone. And it was he who had power to speak his name and to see it. So when he saw fit in his heart that his name which is uttered should be, quote, his son, and gave that name to him, viz., to him who came out of the depth, the latter, I guess the son, spoke his secrets, knowing that the father is guileless. This is just why he brought, for, brought him forth, that he should speak on behalf of the place, and of, his, and of his resting place from which he came forth, and that he should glorify the pleroma, the greatness of his name, and the sweetness of the father. The place. He will speak in behalf of the place out of which each one's came, and he will hasten to cause a return back into the portion where each has where each one received his establishment, and to take him away from that place place in which he was standing, when he gets a taste of that place and takes nourishment and growth therefrom. And his own place of repose is the pleroma. Therefore, all the fifth from the father are pleromata and the roots of all his fifth are in him, who caused them all to grow forth in him, the Father. He gave them their constitution, so they were manifested each one in order that by their own thought, dot, dot, dot. For the place to which they direct their thoughts, that place is their root, which brings them upward in all the heights to the Father. Theirs is his head, which becomes a repose for them, and they are enclasped as they approach him, so that they say that they have partaken of his face by means of the embraces. But they do not stand revealed in such a manner as not to have risen above themselves, nor do they lack the glory of the Father, nor do they think of him as small, nor that he is bitter or wrathful, but that, the, but that he is guileless imperturbable, and a sweetness, knowing all mayat before they were, and not having need to be taught. This is the way of those who have something from on high, through the immeasurable greatness, as they stretch after the one, alone and perfect, who is there for them. And they are not wont to go down to Amente, and they have neither envy, nor groaning, nor is there death in them, but they rest in him who rests, not toiling, not writhing round about the truth. But they are themselves the truth. And the Father is in them, and they are in the Father, they being complete, being indivisible, in the truly good one, lacking nothing at all, but taking rest, being fresh in by the Spirit. And they will heed their root, they will be at leisure, they in whom he will find his root, 
and not do harm to his soul. This is the place of the blessed. This is their place. Epilogue May the rest of men understand, therefore, in their places, that it beseems me not, having been in the place of rest, to say any more. But it is there that I shall be, and be there to devote myself all the time to the Father of the totality, and to the true brothers, upon whom pour the love of the Father, and in whose midst there is no lack of him. These are they who stand revealed, indeed, as being in the true and eternal life, and speaking of the light that is perfect and full of the Father's seed, and is in his heart and in the pleroma, while his spirit rejoices within them, and glorifies him in whom he came to be, for he is good. And his children are complete and worthy of his name, for it is children of this sort that the Father himself desires. Amen. <clears throat> so, actually that last section is not too far from what Yeshua might have said from fifth density, <laughs> or from the upper astral plane uh, on his way out uh, in concluding his mission on earth. Uh, because the epilogue there really says, um, as for everybody else <laughs> and, and um, all those who may be listening, um, I've been in the place of rest and I really can't say any more. And if you didn't get it, um, okay, I don't need to keep speaking. And he shall be, or I shall be, and remain in the place of rest, which is really higher dimensional life, whether it's upper astral or fourth, fifth density, um, it's in the light. He shall be there to devote himself all the time to the Father, the totality, and the true brothers, meaning the true seekers, in, in whom pour the love of the Father, and in, who, in whose midst there is no lack of him, um, love, light, God, God, and... Um, glory are um, livingly experienced, continually experienced as life and light uh, by those in higher positive dimensions. These, uh, they stand revealed being in the true and eternal life, so in the light of life, and um, in the heart and in the pleroma, spirit rejoices and um, glorifies him and whom he came to be. So when one sees um, the glory of love and light or love light in uh, appearing or shining through phenomena, there is a sense of glory and a, a desire to glorify the one, um, like Howard Storm seeing uh, the Creator towards the end of his uh, out-of-body experience. And his children are complete and worthy of his name, for it is children of this sort that the Father himself desires, meaning purified ones, uh, self-purified, true-seeking, sincere-seeking, um, is favored by <laughs> Atman. Atman uh, favors the seeking, the seekers. Uh, when body, mind, spirit, complex, or when we seek, uh, 
we we have an access to uh, divine love that doesn't that that's not really known or embodiable um, if if one doesn't have a this the attitude of seeking within and seeking source and God God as total development or reality so that'll conclude the reading of the gospel of truth or the Valentinian meditation on the gospel there are there's another page I want to do next week I think this is enough for today but I would like to read next time um, some fragments from lost writings of Valentinus this was um, these were selected from a book called the Gnostic scriptures by Bentley Layton another translator and we have about seven fragments plus a psalm or a poem called summer harvest and um, I'll just read it quickly and then um, we'll go over it again and this will close today's class summer harvest you can ponder on what that really means uh, a psalm by Valentinus and the translators note is that this hymn was written by Valentinus during his time in Rome 139 to 160 AD so 1800 years ago plus in it Valentinus Valentinus offers a brief summary of his vision of the universe beginning from below and ending with the aeons being produced by depth and silence in the fullness so fullness is pleroma the aeons are the powers of the pleroma or the powers of God that 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 support evolution or all creation depth and silence um, <laughs> are primal principles uh, of the logos you know I would say you could even say that depth and silence are akin to the first and second law of free will and law of love the action of free will upon love giving rise to light that very much so that the aeons are manifestations of light or powers clothed in light uh, produced by depth and silence what's depth and silence well you can certainly say intelligent infinity um, with its powers of free will and love infinite enabling love uh, original desire its love love nature is akin to depth and silence in a sense depth as um, boundlessness or um, omnipresence and silence ultimately as the source of vibration giving rise to the aeons of the pleroma or the powers of the structuring of intelligent energy in the octaves yeah the aeons could be considered um, the archetypes of the octave that are the archetypal powers like archangels yes archangels archetypal forces powers of the octaves as aeons, the octaves as the fullness, meaning the seven-dimensional systems of a logoi, uh, which came to be through depth and silence, or um, infinite power, uh, and um, infinite love which preceded vibration, or silence from which sound emerged, or the potential of vibration coming from the pre-vibrational, the silence being pre-vibrational. Anyway, uh, the translator, Mr. Layton, uh, goes on here. 
and says the title of the hymn uses the type of agricultural metaphor typical of Valentinian thought, summer harvest. A commentary by a later Roman Valentinian is appended to the hymn, and I'm not going to read the later teacher's commentary, uh, but I just want to read the summer harvest psalm by Valentinus and um, let, let that stand as the final word for today. And then next week we'll go through the whole page here of fragments and then um, actually move our way to the Gospel of Thomas, which is um, on deck right now. Summer Harvest, Valentinus. In the spirit I see all suspended. In the spirit I know everything held. The flesh hanging from the soul, the soul held aloft by the air, the air suspended from the ether. Fruits manifest themselves out of depth. A child emerges from the womb. Sounds very tantric. So, in the spirit, I see all suspended. In the spirit, I know everything held. The flesh hanging from the soul, the soul held aloft by the air. The air suspended from the ether, Fruits manifest themselves out of depth. A child emerges from the womb. And that's Cosmogenesis. So, thank you for being here today. Uh, next time we're going to read the full page here of Fragments from Lost Writings of Valentinus, translated by Bentley Layton. And um, move our way to the uh, Gospel of Thomas and um, see where we go from there. So thank you for being here. I hope it was helpful to um, those who requested. <laughs> I'm, happy, um, I'm happy you requested. So may you be well and happy. Take good care and good night.